Blog Talk. It's your boy Rodney Perry, and this is Rodney Perry Live. I'm right now broadcasting from Los Angeles, California, and uh, man, it's been a crazy, crazy few days. I was um, started off last Tuesday at the Comedy Store uh, in Los Angeles and had a wonderful time. Uh, Shouts out to Chris Spencer and Drew Tillman for letting me come in there and take over the Comedy Store and have my birthday bash. Got a chance to see a lot of people I haven't seen in a long time, man, and so it, it, it was a great way to kick off my birthday week, and we did a lot this week. Uh, Tuesday, I was at the Comedy Store, also popped into my old stomping grounds at Comedy Union when we got it in, and then and then uh, 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 Wednesday, I spent the day uh, Wednesday uh, with my man Kevin Hart. He's got a brand-new hour of material. Of course, his movie is out, uh, Kevin Hart Laughing My Pain, but... This dude has already got a brand-new hour of material that he's working on, so we were all all out there to support him on Wednesday night and Thursday, September the 15th. The Rodney Perry. And and so uh, it, it was a good day, man. My son and I, we really kicked it. Uh, we had a great time, a great day. Uh, and uh, got him situated in school and all that good stuff that he needs to work out. And uh, it, it was it was great to spend my birthday with with, with my little soldier. You know what I'm saying? So uh, happy birthday to me! Happy birthday to me! Then Friday, got down, went down to Vegas, a club by the name of Exclusive. Exclusive had me in. When I tell you these people set it out, it reminded me of the old days of Oakland, California. It was so off the chain. It was like a slave ship. It was a thousand people packed in there, and they all came out to see Rodney Perry. T.K. Kirkland did a guest spot. My man, uh, the boss, put it together. And a uh, shout out to Vicious V, Vicious V uh, 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 Records, also was instrumental in bringing me down. And and um, the thing about going to um, L.A. is you get to really connect with some of the real people. And my guest today is a bona fide star. So without any further ado, I mean, I could talk about Rodney Perry all day. Uh, happy birthday to all the Virgos, anybody celebrating the birthday. But without any further ado, i got to get my girl on the line. Ladies and gentlemen, without any further ado, actress, model, all-around fabulosity herself, never took a bad picture, I don't believe, always fly, always Look great. She's 190 years old, and she still wear a bikini to the T. My friend, Miss Claudia Jordan, and this is not the G Tank Show. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Ronnie. Hi, Ronnie. <laughs> I love you, Claudia Jordan. How are you? I love you too. You're great, and you're a great sport. And um, hell of an intro there. So I'm 190 years old now, and I'm trying to. <laughs> Trying to keep it together, <laughs> so thanks for noticing. No, no you, you do, you do, you do way more to keep it together. I mean, uh, I would imagine that you know, in in the line of work you're in as a model, 
that there's always a younger face, a younger human being coming up, and and you you still putting these chicks to sleep. I mean, <laughs> I mean, you're 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 flawless. And what I've always been impressed with, you know, either up close or from afar, is not only how graceful you are, but how poised you are in the in the in the sight of like. You know the guys. How is it that you can really kick it with the dudes the way you do? Well, I've always been an athlete. Ever since I was 12 years old, I was on a track team. I, I ran track for um, in the AAU leagues and the TAC and the summer leagues, junior Olympics. I've done I've done all that. So I was always on a, on a team where there was very few girls and mostly guys on the team. So I just, you know, to survive, just you know, on the the trips we go on, the track meets, I just became, you know, I, I had that team mentality. So and I don't have a bougie bone in my body, so you know, and I like I like the trading jobs and making jokes on each other and I don't get sensitive. Well there's probably a couple topics I get sensitive about, but I'm pretty much a good sport and you know, working on the foxhole for all those years definitely, you know, uh kinda got me used to all that. So yeah, it's it's fun and I can definitely make fun of myself and I, I encourage others to do so, you won't take life so seriously and get angry at little things. You know? Yeah, yeah, it's one thing you'll develop in the fox foxhole is a thick skin. Exactly. So, so let's, let's now, get into it. Go ahead. I'm sorry. And I was going to say, now on Reach Around Radio, the, the show you just came and blessed us with on yes. LA Talk Live, it's like, you know, it's like we still jab each other, but it's not as cruel sometimes. And we, but we have a lot of fun on that show. We like to say it's intelligent ignorance. So, <laughs> I love you know, it. and you've been so, there and you were great, and it's, it's a lot of fun. It's like a, it's like the perfect storm, man. I mean, from mm-hmm. from TDP to the poetess to yourself and Speedy. I mean, it's really impressive to to watch you guys up close. Um, what's it like being on the air, sharing it with four voices? All of you guys are strong, distinct voices in your own right, and finding that perfect that perfect noise. I think because we worked together for four years, uh, we already have like some kind of rhythm. But it was actually more chaotic before because there was way too many people on the mic. And now, you know, we have respect for each other as far as personality. So, you know, sometimes people, when they don't have respect for their co-hosts, they'll kill someone in the middle of their joke, they'll interrupt, they'll cut them off, they'll over-talk them. I don't have a loud voice, so I really can't compete with a loud voice. So that's, I think that's what makes uh, uh, Reach Around Radio Show work so well. You know, we have respect for each other. So, I mean, if someone is talking and someone else begins to cut them off, they'll say, oh, my bad, and they'll back up. And that just lets the joke breathe and lets the person be able to get their point across. And that, I think that makes for good radio when you, can, when you can do that. You know, I listen to other shows like the Howard Stern Show. There's not a bunch of talking over each other. People, they respect each other and they let each other talk. So it works. Hey, Claudia. Deal or no deal. Celebrity mm-hmm. Apprentice. Foxhole. Uh, outreach around radio. Modeling. Acting. What does Claudia love? I actually want to host a talk show eventually, a nighttime talk show. I've been compared to a kind of like a black version of Chelsea lately, Chelsea Handler, mm-hmm. and I want to do a show like that. I love talking about current events, sports, politics. I really love politics, but from a, like a little politically incorrect, I kind of love that kind of comedy. And I feel like with black folks, we're underrepresented when it comes to stuff like that. You know, like there's plenty of us that love politics and, and enjoy comedy and are funny, and can be edgy, and I think we need to see more of that on TV. So I would like to, you know, kind of go in that direction. I really want to do that. So I love doing radio, though. I love it. So radio, it could be a radio talk show or a TV talk show, but my ideal job would be like a nighttime talk show, or I could be a little bit uh, edgy. 
you know, you, you're one of those people I think people know, but people don't really know. You know what right. I mean? Like, you know, mm-hmm. people see you, they see your fabulous life, and, and might I say, mm-hmm. your life is off the chain. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I wanted I wanted the voyeurs into your Facebook page, into your Twitter page, and man, you post the bestest pictures, you know, and and you've been all around it. You know, you might you might you might tweet from Fiji or some fly. <laughs> I got to say that I have been really blessed because the times where I haven't been working the most have been the times where just, like, opportunities have just kind of fallen into my lap to, you know, there's been, like, a lot of, one of the advantages, and I'm sure you enjoy this as well, of, you know, all the years when you were, when you're working, when you are hot, people don't tend to forget that so quickly, and they'll invite you to a celebrity kickball game in Texas, or you'll get to go to a celebrity golf tournament in uh, the Cayman Islands, and, you know, I love all that stuff. And a lot of times, if someone can't pay you to host an event, they'll fly you and a couple of your girls in so you can just, you know, have a free vacation. So I've definitely been blessed. And, you know, when I am working, I, I save it. And I, I think traveling is really, really important. I come from a small place from Rhode Island, smallest state in the Providence, country. Providence, Rhode Island. That's right. And um, I was Miss Rhode Island, actually. And... You know, a lot of people don't leave small areas, and it's like you don't – it's hard to grow. You know, like I've seen Italy, I've seen Greece, I've seen um, – I've been close to the North Pole, you know, England. I've been, uh, you know, to Dubai, and it's just like it just expands your mind. And that's the best education you can really get, you know, kind of seeing things from other people's perspectives and seeing what real poverty is. And you know what I mean? It just kind of makes you appreciative yeah. for what you have. So I, I definitely enjoy it. And, the fellas do tell me they do visit my Facebook page quite often because there's a lot of bikini-clad photos of me and my girl, so I definitely put some good pictures up. <laughs> uh, you, you put amazing pictures up. Now, you, you mentioned Italy. we got to talk about, you know, your, your, your biracial Italian mommy. Mm-hmm. Which I don't know if Italian and black, African-American is biracial because the Italians are kind of black people, right? I tell my mother that all the time, but, you know, if you talk to a real Italian, they'll get offended by that, and I, that's why I know there's some truth to it. I always mess with my mom, like, Mom, but y'all kind of black. And then, you know, my my Italian, they're like, no, we're not. I'm like, yes, you are. Look at your hair. My hair, my mom's hair is extremely thick. And the mannerisms, you know, Italian folks, their mannerisms are very kind of like, I don't know, very aggressive and uh, lots of testosterone, not too far, right. not too different from the black race, you know, the black race, I think. I completely agree. Uh, mommy Italian, Daddy African American. They come together to create this beautiful young lady. Uh, were you ever awkward? Very. I think I was awkward till I was thirty. I I, I was wait, a late bloomer. Wait a, wait a minute. For real. You were thirty. Get out so of here. I'm thirty. I'm, I was very, very, very awkward and a late bloomer and everything. My mom was really, really strict, which at the time I hated it. But as I got older. You know, I appreciate it because, you know, like the girls that didn't have a strict parents have a lot of kids and didn't really have that discipline. And, you know, I think it's because of that upbringing that made me, you know, kind of be that, you know, how I am. And kind of, I, I tell young girls, the best advice I can tell these young girls these days is don't go so hard in your 20s. You know, like they want to, like, grow up so fast and drink and do ecstasy and be with a lot of guys and just, just run their bodies ragged. Like, just, if you want to party and wild out, just, Try to put it off as long as you can. You know, like, I just feel like these girls go so hard in their 20s and they look so beat down and, and like, it's a horse racing term, rode hard and put away wet. And they look weathered by the time they're 31 years old. And then you wow, see people like Stacey Dash, 
You know what I mean? You see people like Stacey Dash that look absolutely amazing, 45 years old, you know? And right. it's possible, you know, just the way you treat your body, you know, and kind of get your priorities together. All through my 20s, I was all about working out. I didn't drink, and I didn't party like that. What I do now? <laughs> uh, I, I love it, love it. What, now, what what is your workout regimen? Because, uh, again, your, 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 your body is flawless. Uh, you, you are 35 now? I'm 38. You are not 38. <laughs> yeah, I'm 38. I'll be 39 in April, and I'm probably the only girl I, in Hollywood to tell the real age. <laughs> yeah. You, you know, you know what I believe in. I, I just had my 41st birthday, and I think it's a it's a blessing to to attain these ages and to be a black man to make 40. I mean, it was surreal for me when I turned 40 because I never saw myself at that age. So, wow. so what is it like for Claudia Jordan to look amazing? Uh, I mean, I, like I said, I've never seen a bad picture. And if anybody want to go to Claudia Jordan, she's at Claudia Jordan on Twitter. And yeah. uh, you, you can go just in, in back. She has a, a, a Facebook page to die for. And um, <laughs> so so to, to maintain your physique, you, you, you must work out constantly. I really don't. Um, I used to. I, I established a strong base. Like like I said, since I was 12, I ran track. But I, this past year has been the least I worked out of my life. I'm actually a little bit heavy. I'm about probably 9 pounds. I'm 10 pounds heavier than I usually am. I'm like 146 right now, which I don't look oh. it, but cause I, I, which, you know, I, people Hold think I'm like 120. <laughs> okay, let me stop. All my thick girl listeners, don't ignore that 140 and big in the same sentence. <laughs> they don't go together. But I'm saying when you think when you think model, you, like when I was modeling, they wanted you to be five eight and be 118 pounds. I'm like, well, that's not gonna happen. I was 118 in like fifth grade. Like that's not gonna happen. Like I was a little <laughs> solid. But I just feel like black women. You you hear these statistics that four out of five of black four out of five black women are obese or overweight, and you know we have to kind of pick what we want to prioritize: our hair or our body. Uh-huh. And you see a lot of women that are, you know, are unhealthy weights, but their hair is laid out. And it's like you got to learn to try to try to do both. You know, I kind of feel like the older we get, we like to eat rich foods. That's just our culture. We like yams and sugar and fried foods and, you know, rich and spicy and flavorful foods. But it's fine. Eat those foods, but take your behind down to the track and, and do 30 minutes. You know, so, I mean, I don't do it as much as I should, but, I, you know, I do recommend, you know, at least 30 minutes three times a week. And then you can eat all you want and, you know, maintain the older you get, things start to drop and they're not as high up as they once were. So, you know, that's something I'm really kind of, I really do push on my Facebook and Twitter about being healthy and, you know, at least trying to trying to be fit. Because I hate hearing that statistic that it's like black women, like the majority of us, you know, almost all of us are overweight. And I think it's ridiculous. But I think we also do need to, you know, kind of work on it ourselves as well. A lot of us do need to get it together. Ladies and gentlemen, this is Rodney Perry Live. We're talking to Miss Claudia Jordan. You can check her out on Twitter, Twitter at Claudia Jordan. Now, I think you may have single-handedly sold this record, and I remember you being in this video, and I was so impressed. I'm about to play this song. It's Joe, I Want to Know. Oh, yes. I love that. for me. 
you grace the covers of, of, of so many magazines, so many layouts, so many spreads. Um, mm-hmm. and, and we talked about your fitness and what I wanna I wanna talk specifically as a father with girls. I have uh five girls. Wow. Talk to me about body image first. And 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 your body image specifically, and what do you want to convey to the little girls out there that are, are fans of Claudia Joy? I would like to say, you know, I, I push for fitness, and that fitness does not mean being skinny. I just really want to make that really, really, really clear. That does not mean being skinny. You know, being thick. Since I gained my ten pounds, I've been getting so much more attention from men and women. And but it's like I'm still in good shape, like keeping your body mass index to, a, you know, a healthy level. Um, and, and, you know, if you are, if you have kids that you feel like they're a little overweight, I just feel like getting them in some kind of program where they feel good about themselves. Sports is just a good way all around for girls to encourage, you know, um, confidence, teamwork, uh, leadership. It's just a good way to, to be. And, you know, and you, I think that will just help your body image if you're a little bit thicker, if you're thin, because, you know, you know you're being productive and you're active and you're still being healthy. And, uh, you know, when I was a model, you know, there was a lot of pressure to be really, really skinny. And I was like 124 pounds, 5'8", and being told that I was too big. And wow. I just I just really don't encourage, I don't encourage the whole modeling thing at all. I really don't. I think that's unhealthy to have people, you know, starving themselves to maybe get in a magazine, you know. So to the, the girls out there that are having, you know, they feel funny about their bodies, I say if you are healthy and or trying to get healthy, you're on the right path, you know, and don't be discouraged by these unrealistic images that you see in magazines because, trust me, even the skinniest girls, the thinnest, whatever, they are photoshopped. They are photoshopped. They take inches off the waist. They make the chest look bigger. They make the legs look slimmer. They retouch all the, any kind of cellulite. Even the biggest supermodels have cellulite. You know, not all of them, but there are skinny girls that have it. They're you know, so I just feel like when these girls try to compare themselves and try to attain these unreasonable goals of what they see in these magazines, just know that those photos have been photoshopped to death. And right. if you don't look like that, it doesn't mean anything is wrong with you. You're so beautiful. Well, you know, it's interesting you say that because I know as when I was like just a, a, a up-and-coming comedian and watching, you know, the Eddie Murphys and the different people on television, I used to always be amazed at how black their hair was. And well, you know what that I, is now. I know. It wasn't until I got in TV that I was like, nobody's hair is that black. I see guys that I know is 50 years old. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And you don't have not one gray hair? Get the hell out of here. Let me tell you Well, they, they got that Beijing, and they're wrapping their hair at night because they got the drone on hairlines. We all know that. And there's a lot of guys that get a little too carried away with that, that mess. We won't say any names, but you know Uh-oh. what I'm talking about. There's a lot of it out there, and you're not fooling anybody. No one's edges what, are that sharp. What's a, what's a deal breaker for Claudia Jordan? I mean, what 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 what, is, what can a guy do that she like? No, I'm not gonna do no. And you and you have called some guys out. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Deal breakers. Um. I find there's a lot of men that are out there. To, like before, you hear about the female gold digger. There's a lot of men out there trying to come up on a woman, and I'm still mm. for traditional kind of, like, roles in relationships. I will cook. I will clean. I'll do all that stuff, but you're not going to come up on me. I see a lot of people, a lot of guys nowadays trying to, like, get a place to live off of you, 
get some bills paid. And it sounds like a joke, but it's really true. Like, nowadays, black women are going to college twice as much as black men, which I really want yeah. our brothers to step back up to the plate and it, it be eye-to-eye with us. We need you as our leaders, leaders of our families and role models for our sons. But you see a lot of that happening, a lot of opportunistic men. That's definitely a deal breaker for me. And um, any violence against your former girlfriends, wives, really not cool with that. Um, sprayed on hairlines, not really feeling that. <laughs> but I'm pretty open to a lot of things, though. Yeah, I'm pretty open. And if you date dudes, nope. probably we're not going to work out. This is a short list. Sprayed on hairlines, yep. opportunist. Uh, yep. What else we say? <laughs> Violence to women. Violence to women, any way, shape, or form. Previously, and mm-hmm. and and this, and I, I get this one. If you've ever, <laughs> James Hannah has a great joke. He said, "If you've ever done anything with a man that yes. makes you have an orgasm, <laughs> you're, <laughs> you're homosexual." And people think it's like, and 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 it's really it's the it's the guys that are trying to trick you that I have a problem with. Gay men all day long love them. A lot of you know. But it's a, you know, it's don't try to pull a fast one. Pick a, pick a side and stay on that side. And no dabbling back and forth. I don't like that. It, it goes back to, to what we talked about earlier about about being honest. I mean, honest. you know, if, if, if that's what team you're going to play for, just be honest, you know. But, and uh, I, as I get older, I'm less homophobic than I was as a younger man. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, these dudes, I, I get great sir. I was going through the airport, you know, I'm starting to become a little more recognizable. There was a guy and a girl standing there, and they was like, oh, Rodney Perry. I was like, oh, what's up, what are you doing? So I walk up, I shake the lady's hand, I shake the, the guy's hand, and while I'm, while I'm shaking his hand, he's saying something, but I'm not really making out what he's saying. But while he's talking, he's scratching my palm. <laughs> oh, he gave you the little... One finger in the middle of your palm? The little finger in the palm joint. I'm like, uh, Roddy, oh, that means he's trying to smash. He's trying to smash. I'm not going to let him smash, though, Claudia. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, if we, if, now, 10 years ago, I snapped, right? But right. now, I'm like, okay, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm looking, trying to figure out what he's saying, though. And I'm like, I didn't smash my hand, but I'm just looking. And I guess at some point he's like, oh, he's not. He's not getting the signal. It was like almost like a secret oh. handshake to a oh, fraternity yeah. or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> to see if I was down. And right. I, it, it was like he just vanished. He just walked away after that. <laughs> and, I, and I was just, yeah. I was floored by that. I was like, that must be the secret society gay handshake. But he was with his wife? He was with a woman. The woman, they were two separate fans, but they were standing oh, together. Okay. So, and the so thing is, is well, again, back back to honesty, there's plenty of people that are down for whatever. There's women that are cool with their men being bisexual, and there's men that are cool with their women being bisexual, and that's fine. Whatever floats your boat, but I think you owe it to the, your future or potential partner to, you know, be honest about your, where you are, you know, because there are people that are down with that. I definitely know that, you know, so. Now, uh, I know this is a, a completely other Realm, but I know you you can talk on any subject. Yep. My thing about bisexuals is that they're just the greediest people on the planet. Can you truly be bisexual? See, I think as far as women go, it's kind of a fad, or it's kind of this kind of the thing. Like it's kind of in. Right. You know, to me, uh, if a guy's ever done anything 
You don't really get to come name. back to me. I don't think you get to come yeah, back. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But I think it just means that they're, they, they are having sex with both, you know? Right. Uh, bottom so, line. Yeah, they're having sex with both, which is still gay, but they're, they're definitely having sex with both and <laughs> mess with women, mess with men. just doing all, And it's become so common now, so I don't know. Yeah. I think that's a majority nowadays. Okay. I'm, I'm, we got we only got Claudia a few more minutes. This is Rodney Perry live. You're listening to Claudia George. She's my guest for the day. She's beautiful. She's talented. She does it all. Uh, can we look for a Claudia Jordan, a producer, in the near future? That's funny you say that. It's something I've always wanted to do. I have some projects that I want to get off the ground. I, I definitely have always liked projects that were like biographies on you know uh, you know people that were interesting, intriguing. I, I, there's a couple stories that I would like to bring to life. To life, and I also have a sports show coming out called What a Fan. It's with uh, myself and Gary Owen, our co-host in the show. It's going to be syndicated, and we're going to uh, put the spotlight on the ultimate fans and follow this uh, football season. We got postponed a couple of weeks, but we're going to be starting real soon. And uh, we're at What a Fan on Twitter, and uh, lots of fun and like tailgating and all that kind of stuff, and fanatical, like just fanatics, the biggest fans of these uh, football. I'm a big Patriots fan, so it's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait to get started on that show. I was just about to ask you, are you uh, are you a big New England Patriots fan? They, they're looking good as the season starts. Five Brady is a beast. Brady is a beast. He's a machine. I wouldn't be surprised if they peel his skin back and he's a robot. You understand me? <laughs> this guy is incredible. Uh, Claudia Jordan, first of all, thank you so much for coming on with me today. I know we've been we've been trying to put this together, but for you guys listening, uh, there's a comedian, and I want I got to big up this guy. He's a guy by the name of Gary uh, G. Thing Johnson, and 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 he and I do bear a striking resemblance based on the fact that we're black men in America, and so <laughs> and so uh, Claudia, but I'm cool with it, but G. Thing is really not. And so Claudia just take G thing for me, like what, two weeks ago? I and saw he, him he again yesterday. <laughs> I happened? kept calling him Rodney. <laughs> <laughs> I heard he made a little joke about me on the foxhole, so I, I I saw him at Eddie Murphy's house at the fight party. I go, I go, Yo, it's real messed up. I heard you said the radio. I called him out. And then when we were talking Hilarious. like not really arguing, I kept saying, Rodney I mean, G thing. Right. Uh-uh. <laughs> I didn't mean to do it though. I don't. Oh, that is so funny. I couldn't help it. I, I did it like five times. <laughs> see, see, that's what I'm talking about. He knows how to push your button. Okay, <laughs> you're at the fight. We we got to talk. We got to talk Mayweather Ortiz. Yes. Uh, the the yes. fight was incredible. Uh, we we got Tomboy on the line today, so we got we got to get her take on it. Um, you know, people were first of all. Who were you rooting for? People are going to get mad, but I wanted to see Ortiz win. Really? Why? Only because, only because, I like, I love, you know, confident boxers. I think that's all part part of the game. But it's like, I thought it would make boxing a little bit interesting, and I want, I just want anything that will humble Mayweather, so maybe eventually when he gets the opportunity again, I want him to fight Pacquiao. I really, really do. I just feel like something drastic has to happen for him to fight. And I wanted to see something, I don't know, I kind of wanted to see an upset. But Mayweather, you can't deny the boy is incredible. He's the fastest boxer out there. He's never lost. And, you know, 
I didn't like how it went down, though. I thought it was whack on both both fighters, the, the headbutt right. and, the, and the sucker punch that Mayweather did. You know, I mean, technically it was legal. It was legal, but, you, you know, he was, what's his name, uh, Ortiz was in the middle of saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, and he gets punched, he gets the two-piece, but um, I don't know. I, I, I think Mayweather didn't have to do that to win. Yeah, I, I think he he would have he would have probably won ultimately in the end. Um, Ortiz proved to me that he was already becoming frustrated, which is the reason he did the headbutt. I can't yeah. say I wouldn't have done the same thing if he had headbutted me in the mouth. Right. At the the next opportunity I got to give him these two things, you know, <laughs> you know. So I I, I was it, it happened so quick. So quick that, and I'm like, man, what? And so you look at the replays over and over. I just watched his uh, press conference, and he kind of covered it. He kind of covered, um, uh, and, he, and he talked about Pacquiao. He talked about uh, um, um, if he takes the test, we can do the deal. You know, long, long and the short of it. But I like the fact that he said that he would give give Ortiz a rematch, and I, I think I think he kind of deserves it. But his his youth came out. With the headbutt to me, and that wasn't the first headbutt of the fight either. It wasn't. Well, I agree. He was young. Was he twenty six, twenty four, twenty six years old? And I, the the way the fight was going, it looked like it looked like he, you know, he would be not a big challenge to Mayweather, but it definitely seemed like he was, you know, he was bringing a little something to the table. He had the size on. Would he have like sixteen pounds on him? And yeah. he looked really strong. Like he looked like, you know, I wanted to see a good fight. I wanted to see it go like. At least seven, eight, nine rounds, you know, or go to the end. I want to see a good fight. Yeah, I, I completely agree. And, and the, the 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 fight game isn't what it used to be. You got to think the fact that we're even talking about what are they welterweights? I mean, where are they're the, the same weight basically? Yeah, but they're small guys. Like you, you got to think when when I grew up, we had we had Ali, you had you know Mike Tyson, you had you know you had all these heavyweight boxers. The heavyweight right. division used to be what carried boxing, and now it's the little guys. So, you know, it's kind of different to watch them fight each other because it's a different match. Boxing is dying for some heavyweights to come in and just breathe, just breathe, just give it a breath of fresh air because these fights are these fights are cute and they're 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 entertaining, but they're like again like they're my size. I want to see some heavyweights go at it. I want to see some. Some some twelve rounds, you know, fighting. I want to see it go to the end. I want to see some some good boxing where there's a build up. You know, it's been we've been getting cheated with a lot of short fights, and I don't like it. I like to, I usually go to a fight. This is one of the first fights I haven't been to, and I would have been mad if I flew up, flew to Vegas, got my outfit, got my hair done, dodged all the pimps in the lobby on the way to the, 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 the fight, and then see a three round fight. You know what I mean? Was it three rounds or two and a half rounds? It was, it was three rounds. Short. I mean, not even three rounds, really. Yeah, it was, uh, I don't know, but good for Mayweather. Yeah. He got a huge. Would he get twenty to forty million dollars? And Ortiz would he get two point five? Something like that. He, he may have gotten more than that because you know, you know, Mayweather, you know, his business is Trump tight, so he's kind of promoting his own fights, which is, you know, another animal. So his money is exponentially higher than if he was just a hired hand in that situation. We're on with Claudia Jordan. She's smart. She she knows it all. She does sports. <laughs> she talks social social commentary politics. Uh, before we go, before we go, let's talk politics. Please. Uh, uh, we're, we're, of course, uh, we're looking at the economy. Has Barack Obama given you everything you needed out of your presidency? I feel like he's been handcuffed his entire presidency, and 
it's shameful that the Democrats don't have us back like they need to. We need Democrats need to grow a backbone and stand up like the Republicans. Whether they're they're not embarrassed when they have when it when we can see through their agenda that they're just pushing politics based on their party stuff that's like not good for the masses. They just go like balls to the wall. They don't care. They're not embarrassed. We're so like, well, it's not right, and you know, we're the party of conscience. I think. You know, but if the Democrats don't fight, the poor, the poor and the middle class are not gonna, they're not gonna survive. You know, I mean, Barack Obama, there's websites that are dedicated to telling you what he's really accomplished in his time, and the things that he's been allowed to accomplish, he has. You know, it's, it's, what has it been like, 60 years of presidents trying to, trying to uh, pass health care reform, and you know, he did it. Stem cell research right. was the ban on it was reversed. So Barack Obama was the first president, you know, reversed it. So funding is now in place now. I know people who have directly uh, benefited from stem cell research, um, wow. and you know they're they're making great strides. You know, they they they're Republicans. It's just unbelievable that no matter he even gives them the pack the the things that they want that they say they want, but because it's coming from him, our president, a black man, they will say no, and they won't. I've never it's. Unbelievable that you'd rather see a party win than the country win. You would sacrifice the country and just benefit the top 5% of the country for the rest of us to fail. And people are starving and losing homes at a crazy, alarming rate. There's yeah. neighborhoods of houses that are just abandoned. You know, all these homeowners that, you know, they probably shouldn't have got loans because there were predatory loans that because, you know, Republicans, they don't like to regulate anything. So they lift the regulations so their rich folks can get richer. And then the poor people well, walk right into the trap sign up for a $2 million loan when they really can only afford a half a million dollar loan, and now they're homeless. Well, they're living with family. Yeah. I, 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 com- you know? I completely agree. I completely agree. Now, I, I, in, in reference to the housing crunch and the housing crisis, I think that both sides were in the wrong. The, the lenders were in the wrong, but the guy that took the loan yeah. on a on a $2 million house that, that no, he couldn't really cover that type of note every month, you're yep. as as guilty as well to me, but I, you know what goes around comes around, you know. Yeah, but you know what? I really need people need to get out there and vote. You know, we're having issues because we have, you know, Barack Obama doesn't have all of Congress on, you know, to have his back. So you know, it's like one house, you know, one set, one's Republican and one's Democrat. So things kind of get halfway through, then they get blocked, and then no progress gets done, and then it's like. The things he's had to compromise have been unbelievable, and I need him to stop compromising and to put his foot down more, and and to be and, and be that leader that we know we can be. He put out a very aggressive um, uh, um, package recently for jobs and, and taxes, and hopefully he gets the support because he he's playing the game that the Republicans want. Like he's giving them what they want, and they're still saying no. So hopefully he points all that out when it comes time for reelection. Like, look, I try, I promise to work across the aisle and to you know cross parties and be bipartisan. I've never seen a president, like, go so far to appease the other side as Barack Obama has, and it's still not good enough for them. And he's the most disrespected president that we've ever, ever had. You know, the cartoons of monkeys they make of him and all the the racist jokes. and It's unbelievable that, like, this is allowed to go down, and I'm just, I'm tired of it. Forget forget about the stuff that we know about. I mean, like, just imagine the stuff that gets said that we never hear. You know exactly. what I mean? Yeah. That, that that's what's disturbing, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, Claudia Jordan, I, Claudia, I can't keep you forever and ever ever. But I want to <laughs> thank you so much for coming on today. You're an awesome guest. I would love oh, you to come please. back. You guys can Anytime. check her out. Not only is she smart, 
She's intelligent, but she can be found on Twitter, at Claudia Jordan, and check out her new show, at What A Fan, at What A Fan, with my man Gary on, super talented comedian, where they're going to be getting it in. And if you if you want to get a glimpse, her little her little wallpaper is ridiculous. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, I just put that picture up in uh, in um, just praise of the New England Patriots with their victory today. They they kind of got it in today. So I put a little picture of me in a little Tom Brady kind of jersey. It's it's showing a lot of skin, and it's a little hoochie yeah. for my age. But I said, you know what, I could do it, so I'm going to do it. <laughs> hey, you're, you're pulling it off, and, and you're killing it. Your, your, your body looks incredible. And you're going to be a fine-ass grandma someday. <laughs> Hopefully. <laughs> I only got a few good eggs left. I got to find me a mate, so. But they, they're coming. Um, any, any last words, man? I, I know I know. I have a lot of large uh, female base and a, a lot of guys. Any any encouraging words for the people on your journey? Because you, you do have an incredible journey. Um, I just want to say that I just wish, I want us all to just remain positive and to stop finding the negative to, to talk about each other. I know I always, I always blog, I always um, rant about the blogs and negative rumors on my Twitter page. I, I, I've been the victim of a lot of false rumors, being a homewrecker and all kind of crazy stuff that I would never do. And I just feel like the Internet has been just so misused and abused to, like, for people that have personal vendettas against folks to kind of trash their names. And I just want us to all see see through that, see above that, and kind of I wish we'd all get more on board with, like, reading like, and retweeting the positive stories about folks instead of the negative, salacious ones. You know what I mean? I feel like we are attacked enough in everyday life, and I wish we would just be more supportive of each other as brothers and sisters out there. And that's just something. That's my own little corny little thing that I just want to put get out there. But it's something that I feel like, you know, it all go, we can go on and on about that and the whole Internet bullying thing that's really, you know, right. affecting kids in schools and making them want to commit suicide when their character gets assassinated. And it's embarrassing. And I just want us to, like, kind of just kind of, I don't know, just kind of focus more on the positive things and, and not be so quick to kind of repeat negative and gossipy kind of mean things about folks because you never really know, like, how off base that stuff usually is. And I'm sure you've probably right. been a victim of that stuff, too. So. Oh, man, it, it, it's crazy, and it's very powerful. This is my problem with the, the bloggers, so to speak, is they don't have to substantiate anything they say. They can just Absolutely. say it and go, oh, I was wrong, or they never say, oh, I was wrong. So that's my issue <laughs> with it. Like, I, I want to do a show where I call out bloggers. I want to be like, yo, this blogger is, you know, because it's a couple <laughs> of people, they like, they're taking bash, whatever, and they don't even know yeah. you. They don't even know anything about you. All they know is what they've heard hearsay, and, and so I think I think that's whack. Well, it is whack. Like basically, Rodney Perry, I can come on your show, right? I can take a picture with you, myself, and I could put on my Facebook page and say, "Had a great time on Rodney Perry's show." Someone who doesn't like me or doesn't like you can take that picture and add a caption to it and send it into these blogs, and then it gets retweeted and spread throughout. The, you know the internet in a matter of seconds. Now right. you you just went from doing your job, being a good person, to being a whore, or you being a cheater, or whatever. And it's like it's so hard to erase that impression out of people's minds when they hear it and they see it and it gets on the internet. People believe everything they read, and I really feel like I, I'm very vocal against about this stuff. I really feel like blogs are fun. There's a lot of fun ones like Nicole Bitchy's incredible. Like she makes she she just reports what's going on and keeps it cute. And there's a lot of right. there's a couple other really fun cute ones, but there's some that just outright just out there to attack and hurt people's feelings. And just because someone's a celebrity or in the light, or you think their life is fantastic, or you think they're rich, 
doesn't mean they don't have feelings. It doesn't mean it doesn't hurt them, hurt them when they're home alone or when their family members call them and say, hey, what the hell is this I see? And I just feel like hey, we, we got to stop that. You know, I feel like there needs to be some kind of legislation, as long as it doesn't infringe on, you know, freedom of speech. But I don't know. It just needs to be some kind of, like you said, checks and balances and substantiating these claims before we just, like, put any old picture with any old caption. It's just, it's destroying people's lives. It definitely hurt me. I, I had a rumor about myself with a, a friend of mine that I'm friends with him and his wife, and I thought it was awful. But when you ready to do that show, I, I think there should be a show, kind of like an answer to the blogs, like, or like, a, like get the celebrities on there to kind of give their side of the story. Because you never know. A lot of things that are innocent are taken out of context. We can do it. Absolutely. Hey, y'all heard it. Y'all heard it right here, Roddy Perry Live. We're talking to Miss Claudia Jordan. Claudia, thank you so much. Incredible interview. You're an awesome lady. She's she's a a, a philanthropist. She's into politics. (laughs) She's smart as hell and fine as all get out. It's been Claudia Jordan today. Hey, you guys, keep tuning in. It's Roddy Perry Live. Up next, just stay right there. We'll be right back with you. What's up, y'all? That's right. Claudia Jordan, great interview today. Did y'all enjoy that? That was off the chain. The show is not over, though. For everybody in the chat room, I appreciate y'all for tuning in today. This show is not over. What I want to do with this next few minutes of the show is I want to do a little thing I call the testosterone zone. You understand? And what I'm going to do for everybody listening, all my friends in the chat, all my friends on the line listening up, what we're going to do today is this. I want to open up the phones, and I'm going to answer any question that a woman has. I think a lot of times we're in a relationship, and it's very difficult for us as men to give you a solid answer because we're in it. But for me, who's not in it with you, I can give you all-out, balls-to-the-wall, straight truth answers. And my man Steve Harley would say, straight talk, no chaser. So we open up the phone lines. We open up the chat lines. If you got a question, chat. Yo, let me know. Let me know what you want, what you got. And uh, a thank you to Claudia Jordan, man. She was awesome today. And uh, I've extended the show, so we're going to probably go like around 90 minutes. And uh, we're going to have a good time. This is Rodney Perry. You're tuned in to Rodney Perry Live. My first call of 44856. You on Rodney Perry Live. What you got, 44? Four four eight five six. If you hit the one, and I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna come to you. You understand? If you hit the one, I'm gonna come to you. You gotta be ready. You understand? All right. Oh my man, I know, I know this one of my dogs here. Three one three. You on the line, with Rodney Perry? What's going on, brother? How are you today? I'm good, man. Who I'm talking to? Uh, this is Carl King out of Detroit. What's up? <clears throat> Carl King, let me ask you this, Carl, man. You know, uh, first of all, uh, uh, what did you think of Miss Claudia Jordan, man? I uh, mean, very informative. She was, I mean, on point with everything she said. You know what I mean? It was, somebody should marry her. It would be great to have a wife with that much sense. I know, huh? You know, Claudia Jordan, and she cooked, and she fine as hell. I mean, what else you want? <laughs> I'm going to go look at the picture on uh, the Internet as soon as I get off the phone with you. Because, I mean, when I heard her talk about it, I was like, oh, my God, she has such a nice voice, such a smart woman. I was thinking she's got to be missing something like that, that W.C. Fields knows or something. <laughs> no, man, she cold. Claudia is, is an attractive lady, man. Now, now, now I, I, I'm going to pose this question to you, dog, because I think as men, you know, a lot of times it's kind of hard to be honest with your significant other. 
but it's easier sometimes to be honest with a stranger. So I wanted to open up these phone lines to the ladies and, and just let them, let them shoot questions out there, you know, and they, every every woman I always want to know, how come men, how come y'all do this, how come y'all do you know. So, I mean, what do you think that, that ladies really want to know? What do I think that women really want to know? Yeah. Oh man, that's that's the, that's the craziest thing trying to explain that. But like we're trying to explain astrophysics to a wino. I mean, women want to know. Oh, I mean, wow. Now, but the good thing about when I was at the show and you was asking how long people have been married, I've been with my girl thirty three years, and the, wow. and the reason that is, is because I can't lie to her. You know what I'm saying? So I have to tell her the hundred percent truth, and that's the thing. Even though when it's kind of went kind of sideways, I think that's the thing that's kept us together. But a lot of brothers lie. I don't know why, though, because women expect and want the truth, and they appreciate it. Man, a great comment. 33 years, man. I mean, I, I thought I was doing something at 15 years. 33 years uh, married together, same person. What would, what would be the piece of advice that you would give to a man that's telling you, hey, hey dog, I'm about to get married? Okay, our honesty, what you have to understand is a woman wants to feel above everything. She wants to feel safe. Now, that safety comes entwined with the way you love her. So, I mean, you have to, a woman has to know she's in love with a real man. She has to believe that she can go to him for every single thing, regardless whether he can get it or not. She wants to at least know he has the effort for it. And I tell all brothers, a single rose on a Tuesday, no date in the world, trumps three dozen roses on Valentine's Day. Wow, wow. Hey, hey, well said, man. Thanks for the call. That's the homeboy from the D. You know they ain't got nothing but game in the D. Hey, man, thank you so much for the call. Hang on the line. Listen up. I might come back to you, dog. Did you have something? Guilty pleasure. I'm always here, man. Hey, man, I appreciate you, big dog. Hey, All right. Hey, man, we, we, we definitely getting it in again today. This is Rodney Perry, Rodney Perry Live. I'm going to L.A., 323-316. You coming up live. It's Rodney Perry Live. What's up? Rodney Perry. Who this? This is Ife. Ife! <laughs> Congratulations oh on the God. show, man. I just want to oh, call man. you and give you some love, give you some support. Oh wow, this is, this is huge, y'all. Man, we talk. This is one of the one of the one of the coldest, beautifulest ladies in the what what what, uh, what, what my man is the most beautifulest girl in the world. So <laughs> Ife, Ife, as as a woman, as an artist. What's your journey like in terms of relationship? Does a woman have to put a relationship on the back burner to be successful? Uh, I don't know if she has to put it on the back burner, but it does take balance. It definitely takes some balance, and it definitely takes the right kind of person who understands what you do and who's extremely supportive. You know, I'm a singer and a songwriter. Of course, I'm an artist like you, and this is a grind. You know, this journey is yeah. the hustle, it's the grind. And you just need someone who's on the same page as you, you know. Mhm. Now, now, um, uh, where can people find your music? I, I know you're on iTunes. Yes, yes. People can check me out. They can go directly to my website, which is ifemusic.com, and that's spelled I-F-E. Ifemusic.com. Uh, if you're in Pasadena, I have my next show is going to be in Pasadena on October 16th. We're going to be it's going to be hosted by De Lamar, who's on KJLH. And uh, it's going to be a, a fundraiser for breast cancer awareness. So we're going to be honoring some women who are surviving that disease. And I'm going to have a special performance. 
uh, October 16th at the uh, Pavilion in Pasadena, Old Pasadena. So all my Can LA people get- come out. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I just got off a plane. I'm just back here. Uh, actually, the interview y'all just heard with Claudia Jordan, we, we recorded that yesterday, and now we are live. We're completely live. Ife, thank you for calling in. Do you have any questions for the testosterone zone? I can bring my man Detroit back in, and we 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 willing to answer any straight talk, any any question you got. We willing to get an answer right now. I love it, man. Bring them back. Bring them back. I'm so proud of you. I just wanted to let you know that I'm just. I see you doing your thing, and I love the show, love your energy, and, you know, I'm, a, I'm one of your biggest supporters. I appreciate that. Well, I'm calling this section, this section, Ask a Dude, you know, because a lot of times, Ask a Dude, because, you know, a lot of times your, your man can't give you the real answer because he don't want to hurt your feelings, He, you know, and we're going to give it to you whether you like it or not. All right, all right. So do, do you got something for the dudes or no? Uh, let me see, let me see. Um, I got a question. I do have a okay. question. Okay. We ready? I'm ready, baby. All right, so if you don't like what your woman is doing in the bedroom, Uh-oh. Would, you, would you tell her what's the most gentle way that you can tell her without, you know, making her feel like, She's not, you know, She's. you guys have chemistry, you vibe, but maybe there's something she could do a little different. She could get a little more open. She could do a little something. You know, how how do you tell your woman that without hurting her feelings? Well, well this, this is the thing. I think men, by and large, tiptoe around women's feelings way too much. I've been guilty of it. I think we kind of have to begin to give y'all what y'all ask for, which is honesty. Women constantly say, all you have to do is be honest. All you have to tell me, all you have to do is be honest. How come you can't be honest? All I ask for is honesty. So because of that, you kind of, I mean, you can you can have tact, of course, but I think by and large men don't say nothing. I mean, it's guys that love oral sex, and they women never do it, and they will never say nothing. Or when she does do it, she's toothy. And then he'll still never say nothing. Eventually, she'll get it. If you if you say ouch enough times, she'll get it together. <laughs> right. I I think the average guy is really gonna just gonna just deal with just or or, or deal without it. You know, right. he'll just go. You know, right. that's not something that I need as much as as I used to. Hey, I don't know if I answered your question, Detroit. You got anything on that, man? Oh no! In all honesty, I most definitely do. Um, I used to be that way, you know, I have to worry about, like, maybe she'll get it, maybe it'll happen that way, but I've come to realize is myself, once you open up a dialect with your woman that you might not be all that you think you are, and you let her know that you can take instruction, and she starts to give you instruction, you can give her instruction as well. And the whole thing with people is actually finding that congruence between a man and a woman. When you get that chemistry and you all know that you don't mean malice and the things you say, but you're just saying what you like, it just makes it a better thing because I've had guys who, and this is a real story, who want to be in a threesome with their wife, but they never said anything about it. Come to find out after they was broke up with the next guy she was with, they was threesome like crazy. So I think I don't think there's nothing you shouldn't ask your woman about. Any financing you have, your woman should know about it. I mean, if you can't tell her, the woman you love, if you can't put your truth into her, then you're holding back. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, 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 well said, both of y'all. Hey, hey, please, Ife, thank you so much for calling. 
Y'all hold on the line. Detroit, stay right there, baby. I got you. We, we about to get it over there. We got this conversation is about to be off the chain. Now, where I'm going next, I can go to Dallas. I can go to Atlanta. I think I'm going 4-4. 4-4, you up next. It's Rocky Perry Live. What you got? 4-4. Okay, you don't want to be next. That's fine. 832. 832, What's up, Rodney? What's up, Rodney T? This is Rodney, my man. This is Rodney, what's up, boy? How you doing? I'm good. I'm finna answer that question for you. Man, go on, kid. Get your face from hell. Here's the reason why men don't say nothing. All right. Women never forget. Bottom line. Women never forget. Today is September the, what, 19th? 2011, like you said, if you say out four times tonight and y'all stay married 50 years, the night of your 50th anniversary, you might want to do it. Guess what to come out of my mouth? I ain't doing it because I never forget on September the 19th, 2011 at 10.59, you told me out, so you don't want me biting you in, don't ask me to bite you now. That's why fellas keep quiet. Because women ain't going to let it go. Hey, you women know what? Women ain't going to let it go, dog. That's a great point, Ed, man. You're absolutely right. And, and this, this is the question I got for the ladies. It's, it's, we got a ton of ladies in the chat room. My girl Sean Cherry is in the chat room. Sisters in the chat room. Uh, uh, who else? A, a bunch of beautiful ladies. Uh, uh, Essence Paul is in the chat room. Thank you all. Thank you guys all for tuning in and and uh, and talking to each other. Y'all having full conversations. Uh, Tammy Jones Gibbs is in the chat room. Uh, ice cream conversation. So many beautiful ladies. This is my question for the ladies. Why? Why do y'all go through a brother's phones? Why do y'all go through his emails? Why do y'all check his Twitter page? What is it that drives that? Come on, ladies. Call in. The number 718-305-6383. Y'all see the answer. I see y'all in the chat room. Oh, my girl, Stacey McClain. That's you, sister. Sister Stacey. Call in. Let me see what y'all got. I'm putting you. I'm putting you on hold. It's Rocky Perry. <laughs> uh and then my girl had had a question uh, earlier. She said, "How do I get a break?" You know, how, and that's a good question for the men too. Like what I had to do as a man is I had to begin to build in. I had to begin to build in what I looked at as luxuries into my budget for my woman. Like like there are certain things as a man. If you know, if, if, if times get hard in your home, uh, a haircut is kind of a luxury. You know what I mean? You 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 get your hair cut, you be like, man. I, but for a woman, getting her hair done is a necessity. You know, so I, I had to learn that as a man, and that was one of the biggest lessons I learned, and it really helped me and my wife take our relationship to the next level. So uh, it's it's definitely a thing. Detroit, thirty three years in. What what have you learned, man, uh, that you have adjusted over the years? You know, this is, I'm going to sound like a real uh, softy saying this. I have a very beautiful wife. She's given me four beautiful daughters. And I've learned that most of the things in my life that I 
take and cherish and think too much about really didn't mean that much. And as long as I took care of the things that she needed, you know, and I know that sounds real one-sided and real mushy, but in all honesty, I don't really, I'm really not into that much stuff. You know, I'm not, Bobby, I like clothes and all that kind of stuff, but I've always, I've always, like, if I hung out with my boys, stayed out all night, when I came home, the kids know we're going to shop at Spree, we raiding his pockets, I pay my penalties. So when I make my little mistakes, I pay penalties, you know what I'm saying? And my wife is a great, great person. I mean, I'm I'm lucky. I know some people think, like, oh, that nigga just pussy whips. No, it ain't bad. I mean, I have fish from Africa to Asia, but, <laughs> no, I, I got a real one. I do. Hey, awesome, man. Hey, hey, again, D, th- thanks for calling me in. I-, I got the ladies. They going in on the chat room. Stacey McClain said, what was your wife doing? Walking around with a nappy head? Hey, you going to stop it. No, it ain't, that. it ain't that she had a nappy head. It's that I had to make sure that I built that type of stuff into my budget because as a man, when you start hustling, you hustle for a certain amount of money. You know what I'm saying? So you got to know. Uh, 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 what that hustle is? Is that you, Stace? On the uh, you got if you call them into the show, you got to hit the one. It'll prompt you to hit one, and that'll let us know that you want to talk to me. Because if you don't hit the one, I don't know. And uh, I'm I'm guessing that this is Stace right here. It looks like a LA number. Uh, is that you, Stace? Is, is your number three two three? Stace McClain. Three two three, you on the line? Three two three. Okay, you're not on the line. Okay, who are you? A real man uh, takes care of his wife, though. I don't care what nobody says. Absolutely. You know, it, 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 if if she don't look good, you don't look good. Okay, exactly. there we go. There we go. So, hey man, hold on the line, D man. You know, you know, I got nothing but love for you, man. Hey, uh, what what, what number? What number you calling from, Stace? I I can't see you, baby girl. We got calls. The the line is going crazy. Three three zero, you on the line, Rodney Perry live. What's up with you, Rodney? What's up, homeboy? Where you calling from, man? Calling from Akron, Ohio. Akron, Ohio. You know I'm coming to uh I'm coming to uh Cincinnati. I'm coming to Cincinnati. I don't know how that coast that is, man, but I know everything in Ohio ain't but two hours away. No, I ain't that far. I, LeBron, he still got love around here, though. You know this is hometown, so. We still got Absolutely, love. Man. Hey, hey, man, man, talk, talk to me, talk to me about the ladies, man. How, how the ladies treating you out there? Well, the ladies treat me real nice, you know, but I'd be able to treat the ladies nice too if I wouldn't have left Death Row and left a half an album out there. Okay, okay, you left Death Row. I was, Rose, the, last, I was I mean, the last artist that was with Shug Knight and uh, Tupac, and when that happened, yeah, I came home. You know what I'm saying? I still got a half album at Death Row. What's your uh, What's your name? What's your rap name? My name Crash. I got a I got a song with Too Short too called Master Pimpin'. Now, now let just, me ask you this, man. Let me ask you this. My my brother is, is is a rapper. Um, like when you sound with a label like Death Row, man, are you like, man, my life is about to change? And and what's it like? When it when you know you you back at the crib, are people clowning or you know or are you just just regrouping right now? What's the what's the climate like? Well, it's cool, you know, but like I say, I, I left on a one way ticket to go get the two hundred fifty thousand. Back then, Sugar was promising two hundred fifty thousand. 
Okay. So, you know, I, I just jumped on a one-way ticket, went out there. I, I made it. I made all the connects. Everything happened good, you know. But like I say, when that happened to him, what am I to do now? I'm supposed to right. sign Monday morning. I'm supposed to sign Monday morning, my dude. That's crazy. That happens to him Saturday night. What would you do? Would you sign Monday morning and get your 250 knowing that you're probably going to go through all types of crazy shit? Right. Would you just go home and get grits from your grandmother? Hey, man, let me tell you something. Ain't nothing like them grits from grandma, baby boy. That's why I'm in Akron, Ohio, my nigga. But on some real, though, man, I need to get the, I need to get the Monique, man. This, this story need to really get let loose. It's 15 years oh. in the making. Should know it. Hammer know it. Raphael Shadik Nim know it. Lazy Bone know it. Everybody okay. know it. Hey, hey, you know, you know, you know I, I don't know if you got the memo on us, man, but we not, we not live no more, man. The show is not being shot right now, so uh, I, I would anticipate some fly happening in the near future, but it ain't nothing I can talk about just yet. The Bill but, Bellamy you know, is the one. Your boy, the Bill Bellamy. Check out how it went, man. When I went out okay. there, the first person I met was Bill. Bill Bellamy. Bill, the one called Death Row for me for me to meet him. Okay, that night I ended up meeting Suge instead of Drake. So I know Dre, too, is so crazy. Like, I'm, I'm the first artist, really, from Aftermath because he the first one looked at me first, and then he's like, I can't mess with it because you, you sound a little bit like Scarface, but really you're dealing with Suge and them, you know, right. and then Aftermath started. When I said something to him, he was at an apartment still. Dre, hey, dog, can, can, you, can, you, can you drop me a freestyle right quick? You know I can. Freestyle with Roger Perry. What the deepest voice in the game is Big Clash. Everybody knowing my name, if you's a star, niggas know who I am, but the real, they don't know I'm really the grill, I gotta get it. I got the hat of money for real, it's about the girls right now, but I'm still dropping skills in its own game. G-A-M-E, dog, I'm trying to get it, and I got to have it. Yeah, peace, y'all. Hey, man, hey, thanks for the call, dog, man. Akron, Ohio, appreciate you, baby boy. Hey, y'all. Hey, I'll be hearing you on your page, dog, man. Hit me up, man. Hit my Twitter. My Twitter is at Rodney Perry, uh, at Rodney Perry. And uh, my man, he just called me in Akron, Ohio. This is the thing. When the show is live, you respect live. You understand? 516, you on live. Rodney Perry live. What's going on? Yeah, Rodney. It's 561. You talking to me? Five six one. I'm just lexing. Go ahead, baby. Is this thing? <laughs> no, this is Mo Mo B in the house. How you Mo, doing? Mo B, Mo Mo B, Mo Mo yes, B in the yes, house. Yes. Now Mo Mo B, Mo Mo B, we we asking ladies to you know to, to to shoot us some questions out. Me and my fellas, we here. I got my man uh, Crash. You just heard him. I got my man from the D. He holding no hole, and we we just grown men ready to give you the truth if you're willing to ask. Okay, well, thank you. Thank you. I'm so happy for this opportunity, and I can't wait to hear what you're going to say about this one. I want to know, how come when we're in a relationship, right, we all know that a relationship is hard. It's not always easy. We're trying to build a life. We're trying to build a foundation. It takes work. So when two people come together, we already have children. We know there's going to be some difficulties in a lot of things, raising the children, how we do the money thing, all of that. So there's going to be problems, granted. So my thing is when we reach a level after 15, 16, 17 years that we can no longer communicate on the same level and we want to break, take a break from each other, okay? Here's the question. Why do men feel that they have to move on and do something that's irreversible? 
if you're taking a break, not breaking up, but just taking a break, why do y'all have the tendency to go out and get another woman pregnant and all that stuff that you can't, that will make it hard for a woman to go back to you, to come back and try to fix what we had. Y'all do stuff that's irresponsible, you know, careless. Why don't y'all take more care and caution when you know that, yeah, I'm really in love with this other chick and I'm going to go back to her. We just separated right now. Why do y'all do some careless stuff that you can't change? You can't take it back. Why do y'all do that? Well, you want to tell us the specifics because it feels like we went through this yesterday. No, I'm saying if me and my man, we decided to we we decided to separate, right, for whatever okay. reason, right? But it wasn't like we we don't love each other anymore. We have a family. It's just that we need a space. All right. Okay. True. Now, now let me ask he you. Went, this. He went on his way. Saturday Night Live, how they do the spoofs, man, and they say, well, uh, 
this role ain't for you. Um, get another job, and you like, come on, shoot me straight. Tell it to me straight. And they go, you right. lousy. And they go, what do the people think? Okay, when he say I need my space, you know, and then she said, okay, she's looking at, all right, every now and then we're going to still hook up. He done told her, go on, I'm out the door. See, women can say things and just tear a dude heart to pieces, you know. Yeah. Uh, we just not going down the same path, and, and, and I'm not interested no more. Now, right. he hey, might. Hey, t- hey. <clears throat> Detroit, what you think about this subject, man? You let, let's help this young lady out. And, I, I, and y'all don't have to agree with me. I mean, I could be off base. I mean, what, what do you think, D? Okay, well, honestly, um, the young lady, she said it herself, and you can listen to the way she talks and even the cadence in which she talked. She's claimed about going down with the ship. She's a diehard. He's not. And when he tried to tell her, she wouldn't accept it. She's in denial. She made him face. She made him finally compromise and say, "Well, it's just a split up. You know, it's just a little time and space. Men don't do time and space because seeing time and space means your girl gonna be getting done by somebody else, and men don't do that. You know, the men can't handle that. You know what I'm saying? So when he was trying to leave, she really didn't let him. And right now, she's still in denial about it. Wow. Wow, well said. Hey, hey, I got a question off my Twitter page. The question is this for the fellas. The question is this for the fellas. Why is it when when a when 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 a when a man cheats that a woman is likely to come back and when a woman cheats a man is less likely to come back? Why is that? What you think, D? Okay, you you know how we are. In all honesty, as showing this this might sound we view our things as ours, us. When we claim a woman, we claiming it forever. We claim it to our friends, and that's how you know when somebody somebody's woman by how a man introduce a woman to you. If he say this is my woman, this is my this, then he got stake in this chick, and he don't want to go behind some other dude even getting his head because the truth of the matter is we are way more insecure than we let out. And you don't want to be going behind, you know, Big Dick Johnson and roll your girl out because you're going to want to know. you rather just walk away from that. It's hard because he's going to come in the room with you. If your girl screws some other dude, when y'all go to get down, he's going to be right there standing outside the bed laughing at you. And that's the truth. Hey, don't nobody want nobody messing up their puss. I can tell you that For right really? now, ladies. If you get that thing away, we you you might as well break up with us. Hey, we're going to the line. 323, three, you live on Rodney Perry. Live. Three two three. You on three two three six nine six. I'm about to get your whole number out. Do you want to talk? I can hear you. Hello. Okay. Maybe not. All right. Hey man, man, if you could, if you could screen those callers we got on the line, we'll get it in. I got my man Detroit. I got grown men up in here. I got grown men, and they are they are giving questions. Okay, question from the chat room, from the chat. Uh, oh, she already hit me with that. But uh, I'm on hold. 696, okay, let me, let me go to you, Stace. Uh, da, 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 da. What is it? I don't see you, Stace. Oh, there you go. I just came. Why you ain't say shit? All right. We live. This is Rocky Perry live. You all live. Stace, you up. Stace. Stace McClain. You are live. Y'all are killing me. 
Y'all are killing me. I'm trying to come to you. States, you ain't saying nothing. I knew that was you. All right. When when you call in, hey guys, when you call in, you gotta hit the hit the one. The the, the call is gonna prompt you. The number seven one eight three zero five six three eight three. We talking. We got a testosterone zone going. And you know what? I'm about to, I'm about to let my guys back in. The phone with him. Talk, so I'm just on hold. We gotta talk about this. Five six one. Hey babe. Yes. I, I gotta get your opinion on this too. Uh, 832, I'm about to bring you in. Of course, I got my man Detroit in. Y'all y'all listen up. Did y'all see the fight this weekend? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Was, was yeah. Floyd Mayweather in the wrong for shooting them, them jabs out there? Nope, not at all. You. All right, Detroit, what you think? Oh, I, oh, honestly, this is what's crazy. I really wanted Floyd to be humbled. I mean, I just, I just wanted somebody to set Floyd. That just, just bring him down a notch. You know what I'm saying? I really wanted that, but when that boy just, just deliberately jumped in his head, I mean, it was just so deliberate. It was retarded. I mean, ah, man, he, he gave him exactly what he deserved. Now, what he should give him is a rematch. He should most definitely give him that just to prove it and go ahead and whoop him the right way, because right. he don't want to mess Pacquiao just yet, or he ain't gonna have that. Clean record because he's not he's not going to beat Pacquiao. I don't think at all. You don't think so? Now, 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 let me let me ask y'all this. Now, Floyd, I watched I watched the post fight interview with Floyd, and Floyd made a great point in reference to Pacquiao. He was like, man, he said, when you got great athletes, whether it's Michael Jordan or whether it's uh, 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 like Tom Brady, he said, you know these guys are great when they kids. He said, how is it that a guy all of a sudden gets great at twenty five or twenty six years old? Without using nothing to enhance his 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 body or his ability. Okay, well, I, the difference in that is, you know, you have late bloomers and all kind of stuff. You know, it happens. Now he coming from Korea, from Korea or whatever. You don't know what he was afforded that opportunity. Now, had right. he been raised in America, you might have saw him earlier. You don't know what he had to go through to get there. But the fight game is a fight game, D. I mean, we we see these guys. You know, the fight game is global. You know, right? I'm saying, but where was Pacquiao? Was Pacquiao? I don't, I don't know his history before then. So, was he fighting as a as a young man, as a, as a child in the career? He was fighting over here. You know, he was fighting well, over here. Was... Pacquiao, Pacquiao didn't just just start fighting. You know what I'm saying? I don't know, man. I think I think uh, you know, in reference to the fight, as I looked at the replay, you know, I did feel like Floyd kind of kind of kind of snuck him a little bit. But well, how do you? When you're in the ring, that's the first thing he tell you. Put your gloves together. Protect yourself at all times. Right. No, no but listen, you know what's crazy? If you really look at the replay, when he hit him the first time, your boy looked at the referee like to say, did you just see he hit me? And the second one really knocked him out. Right. <laughs> and I don't think Floyd even thought he was going to knock him out, but that's what it was, and money was made. Right. And then, and then this is a question I asked me and my boys we went at. We was like, who is like this? At what point, if, if when you get hit with the first punch, which wasn't a hard punch, when you get hit with that, like why your arms don't instinctively come up and you're a professional boxer? Because he was trying to complain. If you if you watch it closely, because I watched it over and over, when he hit him that first punch, he looked to the referee like, see this nigga that hit me? And Floyd was like, I well, think, yeah. I think he said, I think he said, help. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, hey, man, 
man. Hey, 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 uh, hey, my man, eight three two. Hey, what, what, what you think about that fight, man? It was crazy this weekend. Man, the bottom line is you got Gladys in the ring with a kill first mentality. Floyd was pissed about the butt, and he swung. And the whole bottom line is, I mean, if you against your opponent and you piss him off and you ain't immediately prepared to defend yourself, then that's a mistake you made. You know, that's a mistake you made. Now, I will say this. I wasn't all that hype about the fight from Jump Street because I don't want to put no money in Floyd's pocket till he's fighting Pacquiao. Wow. That's just my opinion. Man, that, that's a very interesting point, man, because I was in Vegas, and, you know, I've been to Vegas during fight time before, and the energy wasn't there. You know, I mean, don't get me wrong, it was a lot of great energy around Vegas, which, you know, it's always a fight weekend. It's going to be crazy. But it wasn't, like, crazy like it when when people, well, that, I, you, you can feel that, that energy, you know, when he fights De La Hoya, when he, you know, he, even when he fought um, Shane Mosley, it was more energy in Vegas. And it, it really, I didn't hear nobody really clamoring to see this fight, man. Exactly. It's because they feel like, you know, yeah, it's a fight, and we want to see a fight, but it's not the fight, you know. This, this is not the fight. It's just like a disappointment, like the Super Bowls in Dallas last year, but it wasn't the Cowboys. It's a disappointment. Yeah, we like right. Super Bowl, but it would have been cool to see the Cowboys in their home stadium. So until Floyd can fight Pacquiao, and I do have a few questions about it, but the bottom line is Sugar Shane ain't on life support. He ain't in a coma. I mean, in a coma. He ain't brain dead. So go ahead and fight the dude. Either you're going to win or you're going to lose. But the bottom line, you still going to get paid. But but this this is the question, though, dog. This is the question. Do you fight somebody that you know is cheap? Don't fight somebody that you know is cheating. But you ain't killed nobody to this point. And you <laughs> right. as you say Okay, and you and if you're as good as you say you are, then you can outbox him and you won't have to get hit with them bricks. But All I right, think Floyd right. got hit. Shane said, I ain't never been hit this hard before. So Floyd was like, oh, I'm going to back it up again. Right, right, right. Bottom line. Now, you can whip the gun. You can whip the security guard at the gate shack. You whip all of them. Go ahead and whip Pacquiao, man. Let me throw my fight party the way I want to throw it. He, he, he messed up your fight part, dog. He is, dog. The cheese don't need not your been spoiled, dog. He's <laughs> <laughs> crazy, man. Off the chain. Hey, y'all, this is Rodney Perry. Rodney Perry Live. We are on. Uh, I've got about seven more minutes in this show. I want to thank y'all all for uh, for tuning in today, for calling in. Shout out to my man Detroit. He always call in. Momo B, who called in. And the chat room. I see you, Kyle. Call me Kirby Queen, Ice Cream Combos, uh, Nedra Jones for calling in. Russell, I see you, man, for calling in. Thank you all so much. Uh, my girl, sister, yeah, I was, no, I was trying to get you in here, girl. I, I tried I tried to get my girl Stacy on. I really want to hear Stacey's comment. Uh, we got calls from all around the country that called in today. Oh, this is Stacy. Uh, we finally got her. Hold on, wait, here we go. Stacy, you up? Hey, what's happening? That's what I'm talking about. What's up, baby girl? Now, you, do you I'm got a question for the, for the peanut gallery, or you got something on the fight? No, I had the question, the sister that called in who seemed really emotional about her man needing a break. 
you just need to know that there's better out there. If he's not, you know, you can't make somebody be in love with you. At the end of the day, Uh-oh. if he needs space and he wants to move on, it was time for him to move on. She just got to go out there and find somebody else. Now, now, Stace, you are um, newly single. Uh, you grown. Yeah, grown and still sexy. And still sexy, fine as all get out. What's the difference of being in a dating world now as as an adult, you know, than it was when you was in your maybe your twenties? You know, it's different. I know what I want now. I know what I want. I know what I don't want. I know what I will tolerate. I know what I will put up with. You know, uh-huh. so at the end of the day, I think I have grown into, you know, I know who I am. You know, it's not that I didn't know who I was then. It was just I'm a different person than I was when I, before I got been through the whole 15 years of being married thing. And at the end of the day, you know, I just, you know, I, I, I have a little more confidence in myself. I don't know. I, I really feel I understand what that sister's going through. I kind of went through the same thing when I first broke up. I'm like, you know, why is he leaving? What's going on? We got too much at stake. But, you know, once you get through all the hurt and trying to figure it out, you know, you get to the other side of it, you know, hopefully she'll be okay. But um, you can't make nobody be in love with you. My my ex and I are still good friends, um, and I'm fortunate because I know a lot of people go through divorces and it's like, you know, they can't even talk to each other or stay in the same room, but that's just not the type of person I am. So, Mama, are you listening? Yes, I'm here. Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I got you up live, baby. You still on? You always okay. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. No, I thank you. I thank y'all for the comments. I hear people saying that I'm sad and I'm depressed and 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 keep my head up. I'm I'm so over this. This was like a, a while ago. My question right. was the main. My main point was this. He did what he did, and then he tried to come back. And the only okay. reason why I didn't let him back is because of the children that he had with this other chick because he got this other chick pregnant. So my wow. thing is, why do men who want to come back still do stupid stuff? He could have easily strapped it up. If he wanted to have sex, he could have had sex. But strap right. it up. Don't do things that you can't reverse. That was my because whole point. Why do men do they that? They don't think like that. Guys don't think like that. That's not how they think. They want what they want, and they, they rationalize let's, what let they're doing. Let me give it doing. to you like this. Let me give it, I'll give you, I'll give it to you like this. I, I think that men go through bouts of insanity, like literally. Like I think you are completely out of your mind, and and there are moments where you're just not listening to your rational self. And Our parents and used to call it a midlife crisis. Mm, That's what they wow. used to call it. It's the same. It's equivalent to a midlife crisis. Like you know, I don't want to do. My husband went through exactly the same thing. I don't know if I want to be married no more. And he he was trying to come back. I was right. like, okay, but if that's what you want. Be gone. But at the end of the day, that's what they do. And you, it, and I agree with you. Had he not, maybe you would still be in love with him. Had he not had a child out of wedlock, exactly. But it's like, you know, you that's go the point. all the way there. This no is a point of no return. Now I'm not only got to deal with you, but I got to deal with you and the baby mama drama. Right. So, yep. Yep. Yeah. It, 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 it's, def- it's definitely a tough call. Once you factor in another child, once you factor in that, it, it, it gets it gets really crazy. I had a good friend of mine. His wife came to him, and she was like, "I just don't want to be married no more." And you know, I posed a question to him that probably most people did. Like, dude, what did you do? And he's like, man, I didn't do nothing. They had no infidelity, nothing. But 
that she just got to a crossroads in her life, and they had been together since high school, and mm-hmm. you know they they had invested all of this time, but that that wasn't enough anymore for her. And but but that what I advised him is after they separated, they continued to have sex for like a year. And I was like, dude, you cannot keep having sex with that woman. You know what I'm saying? Right. Y'all broke up. Y'all broke up for a reason. If you stay connected to her that way, you will never move on. But, you know, people, in all honesty, people just grow apart, and it's okay. My my ex was a good guy, and he's still a good guy. He just wasn't a good husband. And I was wow. just kind of hanging. He kind of did me a favor. I was just kind of hanging in there thinking, okay, well, maybe, you know, I can work through this. You know, he ain't nobody perfect. But, you know, things worked out. We're still really cool. We, you know, are like business partners. He's a good. He's still a good guy. He just right. wasn't a good husband. So, and, you know, when you get to that, you, when people start to grow apart and they start looking outside of the relationship and they want other things, you just have to let them go. You just got to let them go because, you know, you can't be in a relationship by yourself at the end of the day. I, I, I love it. Hey, Stace, thank you so much for the call. Hey, y'all, this is Roddy Perry live. We have been live today. Thank you to Claudia Jordan who called in and gave me an incredible interview. Thanks to everybody that called into the show today. We got a lot of stuff coming up in the near future, y'all. Rodney Perry is going to be live in your city. Go to my website, RodneyPerry.com. Also, go to my Twitter page. Tweet me. Let me know what you think about the show. We're going to keep making the show better. I might be coming to Sirius. Had some conversation with them when I was out in L.A., so I might be taking this, this, this gravy train on the road. Y'all stay with me. This is Rodney Perry, and you've been listening to Rodney Perry Live. We got so much going on. I hope y'all ready for this. I hope y'all ready for this. Levy Funnybone, Newport, Kentucky. I'm coming to see you October 7th through the 9th. Uh, Arlington, the Arlington Improv. Arlington Improv, five big shows, October 28th through the 30th. That's the Arlington Improv. We are getting it in. And my man, Kenya Crook, the man that architect my weight loss at the Carolina First Center, myself, Mr. John P. Key, November 11th. We're going to get that in. Comedy and gospel together. I got a feeling they don't want me to cuss. I'm going to just go out on a limb and say that. It's been an incredible show today. Y'all stay blessed. Keep doing what you do and do it better than everybody else. My name is Rodney Perry, and this is Rodney.